Hi everyone, uh, this is Mark and this is the Mark Hastings Experience and uh, in this podcast uh, I'm going to be talking about everything from poetry to films to uh, TV shows to books and about uh, anything and everything that inspires me and uh, I hope you like what you hear. Hi everyone, this is Mark, and welcome to another episode of the Mark Hastings Experience. And in this episode, I'm going to be talking about one of my favourite TV shows. And today, I'm going to be talking about um, the British television mockumentary sitcom uh, that was first broadcast in the UK on BBC Two on the 9th of July 2001, uh, created uh, written and directed by Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant and the series I'm talking about is The Office uh, which uh, since it first premiered has become uh, translated into uh, many other different versions of the, of the series uh, it's been remade in uh, Canada, in Chile, in India, in Israel in Sweden and of course uh, successfully in the United States uh, where it went on to win uh, several uh, awards that series um, and in the US uh, adaptation the uh, the character of uh, uh, Michael Scott was played by Steve Carell but the original version um, of which all the other versions are based on um, is the the BBC Two version uh, of The Office, uh, which centres around the character of David Brent, who is the um, the fictional uh, the fictional uh, manager uh, of a of the Slough branch of the fictional paper company Wernham Hogg, and. Um, he uh, and uh, David Brent is played by Ricky Gervais and uh, it's such an incredible um, incredible role I, I think uh, of uh, a great character and Ricky Gervais plays him uh, wonderfully and one of the great things about uh, David Brent is that uh, he says things that um, other people uh, wouldn't say. Um, he is uh, portrayed with several uh, idiosyncrasies and um, delusions, um, uh, but he has a, a firm belief in himself, uh, and he has also has a um, a. Uh, an obsession, you could call it, with uh, wanting to entertain others, and um, really just wanting to be uh, to have friends. Um, because from the outside, David Brent um, uh, uh, is perceived, and he portrays himself to be this uh, this um, always 
laughing and joking uh, character uh, who uh, is trying to always be the uh, the life of the party um, and who even though he's the uh, the manager uh, of uh, his of the the paper company uh, Wernham Hog or the, the Slough branch of it uh, he tries to uh, fill the hours of the days uh, in which all the other employees are are working um, uh, at the paper company to, to sell paper. He fill he attempts to fill the the hours that they're there uh, and give some kind of levity to all the characters. Um, and throughout the the series, uh, which consists of uh, two. Uh, series of uh, six episodes and um, there was a, a special Christmas episode that consists of two episodes um, and it also spawned a, uh, a movie uh, that came out in 2016 uh, called David Brent Life on the Road uh, which portrays David Brent uh, after the events of the, the main series The Office um, but uh, Throughout the series, the the main cast uh, consists of um, Martin Freeman, who plays the character of Tim Canterbury, uh, Mackenzie Crook, who plays Gareth Keenan, Lucy Davis, who plays Dawn Tinsley, uh, Sterling uh, Gallagher, uh, who plays the character of uh, Jennifer Taylor Clark, who uh, is uh, David Brent's uh, immediate uh, superior. Um, uh, Oliver Chris, uh, who plays the character of Ricky Howard, uh, who turns up in the first series as a as a as a temp uh, at the office. Uh, Ralph uh, Inson, uh, who plays the character of uh, Chris Finch, uh, who is uh, one of uh, David Brent's uh, closest uh, friends uh, acquaintances, and he turns up every now and again. And there are also other um, characters uh, who work in the office who uh, um, who we see the main characters uh, uh, interact with over the course of the, of the series. And one of the through lines of the, the whole series, uh, as well as um, David Brent trying to uh, become friends with his uh, his co-workers um, uh, who he, he really does want to become friends with uh, but uh, occasionally because of several um, faux pas and uh, verbal gaffes and um, just embarrassing things that David sometimes says and does um, that uh, some of the uh, people who work at the uh, Wernham Hog uh, are not um, are not uh, naturally uh, or do not naturally see David as someone who they would uh, choose to spend time with outside of work. But and even if they did, it would be in very short bursts. Uh, and I'm sure a lot of people would agree that uh, in his heart, he might be a very nice person, a nice guy. He just wants to be loved, basically. Uh, at his job, he's very um, ineffective and inefficient. 
and over the course of the series um, this his failings as a um, as a boss as a manager uh, come to the forefront and um, they are uh, essentially um, ultimately uh, his downfall um, but I'll get to that a little bit later but one of the other through lines uh, through the series one of the other main storylines is that of the relationship between uh, Tim Canterbury and uh, the uh, who's played by Martin Freeman and uh, the receptionist Dawn Tinsley who's played by Lucy Davis and this is the major arc of this series but also the major arc in uh, some of the other series the remakes of of the office especially the US uh, series of the office in which the the main core of that series is the relationship uh, between um, uh, the, the the receptionist uh, there um, and uh, one of the the uh, the paper sales people and just as it is in this series in the the, uh, the UK uh, series and there these two characters, Tim Canterbury and Dawn Tinsley, are two people who have a great friendship with one another. Um, who, uh, if uh, Dawn uh, Tinsley wasn't uh, engaged, uh, then there could be uh, the potential of there being a relationship be- between the two of them. Um, but uh, um, Dawn is um, is engaged to be married, um, but uh, she, for some reason, um, there's something that draw- continuously draws her away from uh, her boyfriend at the beginning of the series, uh, who turns into a, um, her fiance uh, Lee. Uh, he's played by Joel Beckett. Uh, she's constantly drawn uh, back to uh, to Tim um, because they they're very similar. They uh, even throughout the the series um, when she they're talking about what they they like in the opposite sex, and uh, she says, "Oh, she's she's sitting uh, in the." Uh, um, in the room, uh, in the canteen there, restroom, where uh, uh, everybody's um, sitting down to eat, um, uh, in the, uh, and that she has to describe what her, uh, uh, her, her type is, and she likes, she says she likes rugged, uh, you know, uh, good looking men, but, and then her, um, Fiance turns to her and says, "Oh, hang on. I think I thought you said that you liked someone with a uh, with a, a good sense of humour, and uh, that is definitely something that uh, um, Tim has. Uh, and this is something that they both have in common. Uh, Tim and uh, Dawn, they both enjoy um, playing uh, pranks and." Uh, uh, setting up uh, the character of um, Gareth Keenan uh, who is uh, uh, the assistant um, to 
um, to David. Uh, he's also one of the uh, the, the sales people, uh, the the paper uh, company. Um, so, uh, and throughout the series, we see Dawn and Tim uh, share several flirtatious moments, um, um, and we see that they they get along with one another, but they're affection and their um, um, love for one another uh, which is evident is uh, unrequited it's something that is is known it's it's definitely well known to a lot of people in the office that Tim uh, has feelings for Dawn um, and he always did um, but the fact that she is um, engaged to um, Lee uh, who's a warehouse worker at uh, Wernham Hog um, she can't tell uh, Tim how she really feels um, and Lee um, is constantly uh, there a lot of the time so uh, whenever Tim and Dawn are around they they can't really show how they feel about each other and as I say it's a, it's a it's a relationship of unrequited love um, until the end of the series when um, their relationship, which is uh, mainly that of a friendship, is able to be expressed and they're able to fully show how they feel about one another. Um, and there is some incredibly funny moments throughout the series um, and uh, but most of the characters uh, who work in the office uh, that of uh, Gareth and and Dawn um, and Tim um, they they're kind of uh, they are the uh, the the focus of uh, and also the they're the audience reaction occasionally to uh, the um, the things that David Brent uh, does uh, he is uh, he's someone as I said he's, he makes himself out to be narcissistic uh, someone who um, doesn't care about authority uh, who uh, likes being funny he likes being popular rude sometimes um he can show himself to be selfish uh but um mainly he's very insecure um but also um he i think he's just misunderstood he um he's someone who is probably born to be an entertainer but he was he found himself um uh, working at a paper company becoming uh, a manager at a paper company um, and uh, he's able to keep the the spirits up of those who he works with because he likes to be an entertainer but uh, practically as a as a boss he's just um, he's just inept really at that and he tries his hardest and he tries to put on a good front and uh, you know he's he 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 honestly does feel like he uh, 
uh, he has a friendship with those who he works with but um, in actuality they they just see it as they turn up every day to the office they work for someone who uh, allows them to get away with um, doing their job but also doing whatever they want and uh, he's um, David Brent is is someone who's not really you get the sense that he's not really had that much um, uh, attention uh, focused on him he hasn't had that many uh, girlfriends uh, he's never been in that many relationships he's probably not had that many friends in life uh, he probably spent a lot of his time uh, entertaining himself um, writing uh, poetry about his inner feelings coming up with song lyrics uh, playing the guitar and dreaming about being a, a rock star uh, which uh, you know he attempted to do so but uh, by forming a, a band uh, called Foregone Conclusion when he was younger and then as I said falling into this role of being a manager at a, a paper company um, and um, yeah he's he's sensitive to other people's uh, feelings but he just puts up an affront that his entire persona is one of trying to portray himself as someone who is um, who is you know this, this man who uh, has to make out like he's uh, um he has these uh, outlandish um, uh, opinions, uh, but he's just, even though he, he writes poetry, something that he doesn't share with everybody, of course, um, he is, he's just someone who is uh, incredibly, uh, incredibly in need. Uh, he's in need of love and affection um, and uh, friendship that's the, that's the main thing for David Brent um, and it's all a front everything that he does is is just to try and disguise the fact that he's so insecure he he uh, goes along with the jokes of other people uh, he just shares the opinions of other people, but it's all to um, to keep himself and others entertained. And um, you know, at first, when the, the the series first starts, you 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 don't really know who David Brent is. You you know that he's he's up for uh, a laugh. Uh, you know he's. Um, He's uh, someone who uh, gets on with the people around him, uh, but um, as the series progresses, you see the uh, the mask that he wears uh, slip, and you see his insecurities come through. And a lot of this um, happens when he is uh, brought in front of um, his superiors. Uh, um, including um, Jennifer Taylor Clark, um, 
and uh, um, Neil Godwin and uh, yeah you see this at the end of the first series when uh, there is talk of a merger between the Slough branch of Wernham Hog and the Swindon branch of uh, Wernham Hog and um, there is a possibility that David Brent will be made um, regional manager of both Swindon and, and Slough um, and we, do, we see a kind of a selfish part of David when that happens because when he's offered the job basically uh, he it sh- he shows that he's willing to walk away from everybody at the office in Slough to go away to you know to forget about them just do whatever uh, is best for him um, and this is something that shocks a lot of people at the the in the office um, especially Gareth Keenan who thinks of himself as um, as his subordinate David Brent's subordinate but also his friend and um, someone who he uh, he talks to and who he confides in and um, who he has a, a close relationship with uh, but uh, yeah David Brent um, it turns out that he, uh, he he well he explains that he turned down the job uh, that and said that he wanted to stay uh, at the Slough branch and in staying at the Slough branch then that would mean that uh, um, Swindon Slough would take on the Swindon employees instead of um, the other the other way um, but uh, it was revealed uh, that the potentially uh, David didn't get the job uh, as a regional manager because he had high blood pressure and he didn't uh, he didn't pass the the medical but of course David makes out as if he was the one who gave the job away rather than lost the job because he wasn't uh, uh, medically deemed to be able to do it um, so he's always trying to put a brave face on everything uh, even at his lowest uh, times during his life he's puts a smile on he tries to laugh himself through it um and it's uh it's it's kind of sad actually um as i say throughout the series you see him you see him very brash very uh trying so hard to uh to be this um this this character who is ignorant of several things and of the the opinions of several people, he makes some very off-colour remarks. Um, he's incredibly politically uh, incorrect, cringeworthy. In fact, in some parts. Where you, I mean, you you watch the series and you you laugh it. You laugh at some of the things that David Brent does, uh, but then there are other parts where you, you you're watching the series through your fingers and you're thinking oh my goodness I can't believe he just said that but um, yeah and he's just one of those characters as I said he's, uh, he's he's like a Marmite kind of character you either love him or you hate him uh, but you you can't stop yourself from feeling for him because when you see him uh, being dressed down 
and spoken down to by his immediate superiors, um, uh, including the mostly the character of Neil Godwin. Uh, when uh, Neil becomes regional manager, effectively becomes David's boss, um, where before he was the 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 manager at uh, Swindon branch, and he was given the job rather than uh, rather than David. You see a great deal of tension between the two, and David um, just hates the fact that Neil is his superior. And uh, at first, they seem to get along, uh, but uh, the, the, as time goes on, Neil becomes much more um, uh, uh, someone who is appearing to be. St- uh, looking over David's shoulder more, becoming uh, someone who is out to get David, and he makes David feel uncomfortable. Um, and he—that is what really Neil is doing, because Neil is is someone who's very professional at his job. Uh, he he likes David as many people do, but he sees David Brent. Just as a lot of people who work at uh, Wernham Hog as a character who, and a, a guy who is, you can have a laugh with, who's uh, very entertaining, but as a as a superior, as uh, as a boss, he is is someone who um, is incapable of doing what he, he's asked to do, and uh, um, you know he finds great difficulty. In in being uh, seen as the bad guy, um, he likes to be loved and respected by his um, his co-workers, um, who he sees as his friends. Um, so, and that's why. And when uh, the uh, people who are working at the Swindon branch come to uh, work at the Salau branch, there is. Um, an obvious uh, uh, tension between the between them, and David resents the fact that uh, sw- the Swindon people came over to Slough, and uh, because you know, for David, he saw all of the people working in the offices, his family, um, and um, uh, he has. Uh, a great deal of interactions with Gareth Keenan um, and he also um, has he sees as friendships with uh, everybody but uh, as I said people just try and get on with their their work Um, and uh, yeah it's a great uh, a great series Um, and I think it, uh, and it, when it was continued in um, Dave, the movie David Brent, Life on the Road, I think we got to see um, more about who David is, really, David Brent as a character. Because in that film, um, we see who David uh, went on to become following uh, him being made redundant at the end of... Uh, the at the end of uh, the season two, series two of The Office, uh, and he was done. That was done because um, Neil, um, who, as I said, 
constantly looking over David's shoulder, looking for problems in his management style. Uh, he comes to the conclusion, um, which is something that David Brent inadvertently made Neil think about. Uh, Neil and um, Jennifer Taylor Clark come come uh, to the conclusion that the company and the branch would be better off if David was um, if David was made redundant. Um, but on the day that it is decided, uh, it is Red Nose Day at Wernham Hog. Uh, something that David treats like a national holiday. Something that he really gets in the spirit of because he likes to entertain people. He likes to make people laugh. He make, likes, to like, likes to make people feel good. Um, several people in the office have dressed up uh, as several characters. Um... Um, but yeah, they both Neil and Jennifer feel that De- David is just—he's underperforming. He's not—he's just not the right person who should be running this branch. Um, that uh, it, it, it needs someone else to do it. Um, and of course, David, who occasionally puts his foot in his mouth more times than he should he 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 leads himself to problems that in at which times when he should just not say anything at all he'll say something and uh, that's exactly what happens with uh, him and uh, and Neil um, because they don't get along because they were once on the same level they were both managers and now Neil has moved up to becoming David's superior and um and yeah this is what this is what is his downfall David's downfall he he thinks a great deal of himself um but and he likes to entertain other people but uh it's at the detriment to his job um and over time it becomes uh, apparent to uh, his superiors that he's just incapable and um, he's made redundant and uh, the, there's a scene in the in the episode uh, Charity uh, in the, the second series um, which as I said it's Red Nose Day everybody's dressed up David is dressed up as uh this uh, yellow ostrich um, and uh, he is uh, um, looking forward to uh, a local paper uh, local newspaper coming to uh, take a photo of him uh, because of the the money that they have uh, accumulated uh, because of their their charity um, their charity work uh, for Red Nose Day um, and he's told about him being made redundant, um, and he even pleads. There's a scene when uh, he is confronted, sat down with Neil and Jennifer, and he's pleading with them, "Don't make me redundant." And you can see in his eyes, in his voice, his voice cracking, his eyes are watering slightly. 
and you can see Ricky Gervais just acting um, acting his heart out as David Brent and you see how desperate he is to not lose his job a job that he loves more than anything he loves working in the office uh, whereas other people who work in the office would much rather not work in the office they have dreams of working somewhere else um, such as Dawn Tinsley she is an incredible illustrator and she would love to illustrate um, children's books or do anything artistic um, and Tim would like to leave um, and do something else but um, and they would mostly would rather most of the people would rather leave but David Brent he wants to be there he loves being the center of attention um, but they make him redundant um, and it's it's hard for him he hates he hates it and he pleads but uh, to no avail and uh, then in the the last episode of the of the series uh, we see David trying to trying to be brave about uh, his circumstance um, and uh, he he tries to he's trying to to put a brave face on it, but he's um, no nah, he's distraught and uh, and it, there's some there's a lot of moments throughout the series where you see David very low, you see him struggling, um, struggling with not being popular, struggling with not having um, friendships. And um, when he loses his job, that's something that really affects him. And uh, um, and then this is, and when he uh, he actually does move on, and we see his his story continue in the film David Brent Live from the Road, which came out in 2016. Uh, we get um, a great deal of. Uh, backstory about um, who David uh, became um, and um, and something also because the the series is uh, is dramatized as being a documentary series or a mockumentary series um, the 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 people who work at Wernham Hogg uh, are were able to watch themselves on television uh, in a documentary, uh, as in as is as in a documentary setting uh, shown on television, and um, some of them got to see themselves uh, and how they were portrayed uh, in certain ways. And when David Brent gets to see when he got to see his portrayal, he believed that it was a, a stitch up. Uh, basically that the the BBC had uh, made him to they'd cut out a lot of stuff throughout the the, uh, throughout their footage and just basically um, portrayed him as being this um, this uh, cantankerous guy uh, who was uh, uh, at one point hit some a woman in the face and uh, you know he um, he was a, a buffoon in lots of respects, uh, and he um, he's not he's, he doesn't like the portrayal uh, that we 
that he sees um, or that he that he saw that was uh, broadcast to to everybody. And in the Christmas uh, special, um, it uh, it uh, shows uh, David. Um, I think it was uh, uh, three years after the fact. Um, and uh, we see David and uh, where he is in his life now um, and uh, he has become um, this um, uh, salesperson now uh, who uh, sells uh, cleaning products and um, he uh, he um, and sanitary products and things like that and he's traveling around the country in his car uh now his car is his uh office um and uh he returns to Wernham Hog for the first time since he um well he he returns quite often to Wernham Hog to the Slough Branch very often um even though now following David's uh um, redundancy uh, Gareth Keenan has taken over uh, Mackenzie Cook's character has taken over uh, his position but uh, yeah in Life on the Road the uh, the 2016 um, uh, film uh, that uh, follows The Office um, and it doesn't feature any other characters from The Office apart from David Brent but uh we find out that um, David suffered a great deal uh, psychologically um, because of, of what happened, uh, because of him losing his job. Um, and he is now spending a lot of his time while he's not um, acting as a, a sales rep for a bathroom supply firm um, by the name of uh, Lavichem, that he uh, is um trying to pursue uh, or resume his music career that he previously uh, had when he was younger and um David Brent Life on the Road is set 15 years after the original BBC2 documentary series um and uh it's as I say, he's working as a, as a rep. You see some scenes of him in an office environment, but it's very different from the the office that he once was a, the manager at. Um, but at this point, when we see him, he's saved up and he has drained some of his pension to try and resume his music career and try and get a, a record deal. Um, so, but in, in, unfortunately, to do this, uh, he is going to have to take a almost a month of unpaid leave and uh, use money that he's saved up um, to um, go on the road uh, with uh, his reformed um, band, Foregone Conclusion, who's now now has members uh, who are not the same as the, the band that he previously performed with um, and he's also performing with a rapper friend uh, Dom uh, Dom Johnson uh, who's played by Ben Bailey Smith um, 
and uh, he he's just trying to make a go of it. Um, and he that's one of the the messages uh, that David uh, explains to us uh, when he's being interviewed because the film is uh, uh, depicted as if it was a it is a direct continuation of the office mockumentary television series and in the in the film he admits that he had to he he might have wasted thousands of dollars i think 30,000 pounds sorry um of money on um on this um uh this uh tour that he set up um he's planned all these uh um places that the he and his band are going to perform at these uh, venues on their tour uh, which are not that very far away from where he lives they're in uh, an immediate vicinity um, geographically to where he lives um, but um, he explains that if he didn't do it then he would have regretted doing it for the rest of his life because that's some music is uh, a great deal of passion for him um you know he spends a lot of money uh renting a tour bus um um paying uh for a producer paying um for venues paying for his band he even has to pay his band to sit down and have a a drink with him because um he's his bandmates don't see him as equals um and uh, um, yeah, it's 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 sad when you, you you watch the the film. You just think, you know, oh, why doesn't he realise what he's doing? Why can't he just stop? But and he and he can't because he he this is what he wants to do. This is his passion. He wants to make people feel good, and he writes his own songs. He uh, he's the singer of this band, and he's living his dream, and you know uh, he's doing something that other people perhaps always think about but never do, and he's thought about it and he does it. Um, and as I was saying, uh, David Brent, uh, because of the way that he expresses himself, uh, he has had a great deal of trouble. Um, finding relationships with the opposite sex he's had several dates uh, blind dates uh, he even signs up to a, a dating agency he goes on several dates and um, uh, a couple uh, didn't didn't work out they definitely weren't his type and in the last episode in the, in the, the Christmas special of the office he um, is on a date with uh, with a woman who they appear to be getting along very well, and um, they it's uh, explained that they may see each other again. But when we see David Brent in Life on the Road, he we see that he's he's single. Um, but um, there is a great deal of he has several friendships within the within the um, the office of uh, uh, Lavicham, who he gets, uh, who he's, who are he's friends with, um, especially uh, Pauline, 
uh, who is um, played by uh, Joe Hartley, um, who uh, David uh, is um, very close to, um, and uh, the character Nigel, uh, played by uh, Tom Bennett, but um, and also uh, Karen uh, Parashar, uh, who is uh, Lavacham's receptionist, who played by uh, Mandeep uh, Dillon. Uh, she is also sympathetic to David and sees that, you know, he's trying, um, he's a, a nice person in his heart, but he, he's just, uh, he struggles. Um, and in fact, at the end of, um, David Brent Life on the Road, uh, we see the, the beginnings of a relationship between David Brent and, um, and Pauline, uh, because they, we see them going out to get a coffee uh, at the end of the film, and we see Pauline take a hold of da- uh, David's hand. So, um, you know, uh, there's hope there that David may have found a, a kindred spirit there, someone who appreciate his humour, but appreciate him for who he is, uh, not who uh, he is trying so desperately to to be. He's trying to be what everybody else wants him to be rather than be himself uh, for the majority of the Office TV series. But in David Brent Life in the Road, he's trying to be who he wants to be. And I think he's just constantly been looking for someone to accept him for who he is and who he wants to be rather than who other people want him to be. Um, and he's he's just someone who's been um, uh, just misunderstood for a great deal uh, a great deal of time and that's why I, I think David Brent as a character is one of the one of the best characters I've, I've ever seen because he goes through such a transformation he goes through so many highs and lows um, desperation uh, and um, yeah Ricky Gervais uh, just absolutely uh his portrayal of David Brent um, is just something that's, um, as I say, sometimes it's cringeworthy, sometimes it's painful um, when you see and you hear some of the things he says, but he really, he does have a heart, um, but he just has, like I say, a great deal of, um, great deal of hardship in expressing himself and uh, he can't stop himself from trying to be what other people want him to be but um, yeah such a great series one I've watched over and over and over again Um, and uh, some of the the additional characters that star throughout the series as well uh, are also memorable Um, and uh, some just as cringeworthy or even more so uh, than David Brent. They take it to another level. Um, but uh, yeah, you really, you really feel for all of the characters. Uh, as I say, especially Tim um, and Dawn, um, as well as as David, because um, luckily for for Tim and for Dawn, they um, they they share this unrequited. Uh, affection, love, and Dawn um, 
in fact, uh, resigns from Wernham Hogg and she leaves the country. She goes to live in Florida with her uh, fiancé, Lee, um, for uh, some time. And then she uh, comes back to England to attend the the, uh, the Christmas party at Wernham Hogg. And that's when uh, she and Tim become reunited. And um, over the course of that party that the time that they're there she becomes even more um, uh, reticent to continue to be with Lee and even more um, wanting to to be with with Tim and uh, and eventually she she just she can't fight it anymore she can't uh, it's, it's something that you see that they they want they both want um, and even Tim gets into a relationship with uh, with uh, someone who comes from the the Swindon branch um, but uh, and he, he's he's trying to do this uh, he's trying to make a go of his relationship with uh, Rachel the character Rachel is played by Stacy Roker. Um, but uh, um, he he's, he can't keep away from he can't he doesn't really ever uh, keep the idea of him being with Dawn away from his mind and um, even after she she moves away he still he still can't uh, get her out of his mind and uh, they the way that they they naturally came together at the end of the series rather than were, were forced together um, it's something that came naturally um, it was just wonderfully done and I think uh, um, Martin Freeman and uh, Lucy Davis did an incredible job of uh, portraying these these two uh, these two soulmates uh, uh, for one of a a better expression, but I think that's an accurate expression. Very similar people, just who, uh, when they first met one another, they couldn't be one be with another because they, um, there was always there was this divide between the two of them, and this is something that is depicted in the U.S. Uh, version of The Office, the, um, uh, the character of uh, uh, Pam Beasley. And uh, um, and uh, and Jim Halpert, and um, they they their their relationship also develops throughout the series, and it's almost exactly uh, as portrayed um, in the the UK version of The Office. But uh, there is uh, because. The U.S. office went on for so long. They added uh, a great deal more depth, and uh, their, their relationship evolved over time, becoming something very different to um, uh, that of uh, that of Tim and um, of Dawn in the in the U.K. office. But um, and, and that, they are basically the centre of the of the whole series in the U.S. office. And they are in, in the UK version as well, um, but a lot of the uh, the attention is based uh, around uh, all the other characters' interactions with David Brent, 
because he's the main the main character and he's the one who was portrayed on uh, on TV in the documentary that was made about uh, the office as being uh, this buffoon like uh, uh, character and he becomes a, uh, a somewhat of a, a celebrity um, in fact and after he's uh, made redundant from the office he goes and makes several uh, uh, celebrity appearances in inverted commas uh, but uh, he's not he's just well known for being uh, who he was uh, depicted as being in the office and it's something that he he struggles to try and veer away from and tries to um, make everybody realize that uh, he wasn't just as he was made out to be uh, they that a lot of footage was cut or cut out um, but um, yeah um, and also, just want to mention the 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 theme song to The Office, which is uh, just as iconic as the series itself. Uh, Handbags and Glandrags, uh, uh, which is a 1967 um, song written by uh, Mike uh, Darbo. Um, there's a there's a version in 1969 that was uh, recorded by Rod Stewart. Um, but uh, in the series, um, the, uh, the theme song, the opening theme, uh, was arranged by uh, Big George, um, and uh, it's uh, it's an iconic iconic theme that uh, you hear at the beginning of every uh, series uh, in instrumentally. Um, and then at the end of uh, every episode, you hear the uh, the full uh, the full version of the of the theme, and uh, yeah, very iconic, just as the uh, the whole series is. And uh, yeah, it's one of my favourites. David Brent is definitely one of my favourite characters, and um, yeah, I think. Rick Gervais as well uh, is also one of my favourite actors and comedians and writers and um, I've followed his career since The Office and I've watched all of the series that he's made um, including Extras and Derek and uh, Afterlife and uh, yeah he's a great great actor, great writer um, but he was absolutely phenomenal and brilliant in the character of uh, David Brent, um, and uh, um, I'm, it's highly likely that David Brent, Life on the Road, will be the last time that we'll see the character of David Brent, uh, but you never know. Um, but uh, if it is, then I think it was a a great um, a great curtain call for the character, um, and hopefully gets to find happiness um true happiness in his life and that's basically what the character really wanted for the entirety of the the two series of the office and the entirety of uh, of his um of his uh movie but yeah yeah so if you haven't seen the office uh whether that be the british version or any version of the office i would definitely uh, recommend that you check them out um, 
especially the the, the British version uh, because it's the the original. Uh, it's also um, the best, I think. Uh, but I have also seen the US version, and that is also a great version of The Office. Something that I'd uh, love to talk about uh, in a future episode. And um, yeah, filled with great characters and great actors and some great storylines in that. But um, yeah, the the Office. Uh, it's a great concept, uh, great sitcom, great characters, uh, wonderfully written, and um, yeah, it's always going to be a favourite of mine and one that I'll rewatch and look back upon uh, warmly um, um, forever. Yeah, and I think a lot of people share my sentiments as well uh, for good reason uh, because it's such a great. Uh, a great and well written series but yeah I think we're going to leave it there for now I just want to say uh, thank you for listening I hope you like what you heard and I'll talk to you again soon If you like what you heard in uh, this episode of uh, the Mark Hastings experience um, and if you want to check out some more of my poetry um, then you uh, you can head over to markthepoet.me uh, which is my website and you'll find uh, lots of the poems that I've written over the years um, if you want to uh, check out some of my poetry uh, in uh, a book form uh, and go to Amazon and you'll find um, all 10 of my books that I've had published. Um, they're all books of poetry, um, uh, books of stories, uh, books of uh, memories and uh, experiences. Um, and there'll be more to come. And uh, if you would love to um, contribute uh, to... Uh, to the podcast then you can do so by heading over to patreon and searching for mark the poet and uh your uh, your support would be greatly appreciated um but uh as i was saying i hope you liked what you heard in this uh episode um and i'll talk to you again soon